Welcome to the Punchy Pistol Podcast. My name is Brooke Olson. My name is Celine Dodd. And buckle up. Welcome to the podcast. We have our very first guest, uh, Montana Medill Lay. Hi, Tana. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be on and excited for you guys because this is fun. It is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. If you wanted to kind of start with a little introduction about yourself, and then we'll kind of go from there and ask you some. Sure. So, um, as you said, I'm Montana. Um, I was born and raised on Vancouver Island. Grew up in Courtney. I lived there till I was about 19 or 20. And then I went away to college and I met my future husband and that's how I ended up in Alberta. So I've lived here for the past 12 years. Um, I'm a mom to a very sassy four-year-old and (laughs) I work for four to five days a week as an office administrator. And when I'm not doing that, I'm riding. And when I'm not riding, I'm basically working or momming. And yeah, that's pretty much... Yeah, I don't think that's balance is, is that, is that possible? But yeah, basically, basically written, written my whole life. I've been fortunate enough that, you know, my mom was a horse trainer by trade. So I've got to ride a lot of nice horses. Um, I guess the standouts are Binksy, obviously, mm-hmm. who's still kicking. Precious. Harper's getting to ride him now. Which yeah. Which so cool. <laughs> Oh, very cool. Makes my heart just swell every time I see her on them. Um, And then after Binks, when we kind of all semi-retired him, I moved on to Houston, who was also an amazing, incredible athlete, and we lost him too soon. So that was unfortunate. Um, And then I had Mojo, or Cowboys Dash to Fame, who was a huge learning curve. Again, an amazing, talented horse uh, who taught me a lot. And currently, I'm riding a seven-year-old. Her name's uh, Cowboys Miss De Niro, so that's the one I'm ra- running now. And then I have a three-year-old, and I have a four-year-old. So those Just- are, yeah. But I mean, I've had a few in between there. Definitely lots that have taught me lots and. Mm-hmm. I could talk about all of them, but those were the main ones up until this point. <laughs> Here, Celine and I are with one horse each. And we're just trying to get it done. Tana's like, yeah, I got a seven-year-old and, and a four-year-old and another four-year-old, you know. <laughs> well, I sold, like the, I sold two with the intention of that was the thing. I sold because I was too overwhelmed. And then here we back we are and now I'm actually working more hours at work than I was and yeah. I have back to three horses so it's, it's great isn't it but I'm learning to adapt <laughs> so yeah that's a big thing is adapting to your current situation and trying to make all of it work and it's sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes some days it, it just goes off without a hitch and you're like oh yeah I got look at yeah killing it today other days you go to bed and want to cry yeah yeah (laughs) that definitely happens um let's dive into some of your biggest accomplishments because you are a very accomplished horsewoman and also someone who I look up to still um a little backstory Tana and I met when I was 
oh gosh, how was I? I think mm-hmm. I was like 11 or 12. 11 or 12, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I started riding out at Tana's mom's ranch and I actually took my first couple lessons on the king himself, Binksy. And mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of got to travel around BC together and have a have a lot of fun that we won't dive into yeah. on the podcast. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to keep it appropriate. And also yes. I'm still scared of your mother, so we cannot yeah. <laughs> let the secrets out of the bag. No, no. Those are buried. We don't we don't even those didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> Scary Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> She'll love that she'll she's been on the podcast now. We're talking. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, she's so awesome. But... If you wanted to just go into some of your accomplishments and, and that sort of thing, that would be awesome. Sure. Uh well I when you asked me that, I, I don't know if I'd say like the things that I decided to talk about, I wouldn't even call them like huge accomplishments, but they were moments that really stuck out to me. So okay, I guess I like that. Yeah. Um, the first one would be, I guess this, I guess this was a, an accomplishment, but um, the first, I won High River Pro Rodeo one year mm-hmm. on Binksy. Yeah. And it was so cool because I, it was me and my dad were out there or out here, I guess, rodeoing and Molly Powell had been leading the rodeo and I still have like in one of my photo albums, an autograph from her and she had been leading it with like 18 zero or one I can't exactly remember yep but I remember running and I ran a 17 nine and I I legit thought the timer failed like I'm like oh they must be hand timing and I just kind of like downplayed it so yeah I didn't think it was you know real and then yeah and when the results came out it ended up that I had won that rodeo and so that was was that your first rodeo win yeah, that was my yeah. first and only pro rodeo win, but it was oh. pretty cool. I think I was like 16 or 17. And um, I always say now, like if I knew then what I know now, like yeah. I think I probably would have tried to go to more pro rodeos and and I had the horse then. I don't know if I'll ever find one again, but that's where I'm trying, trying to. But yeah, so that yeah. was one of them. Uh, I would say the super stakes check when I, me and Mojo won fourth in the CBHI super stakes was pretty cool. It Again, we didn't win first, but I had had Harper just eight weeks before that. And I had only ran Harper maybe, or Harper, <laughs> I had only ran Mojo. <laughs> I do that a lot. I go to give Harper trouble and I, I call I, her Snickers and I yeah, call I yell out Snickers. I, I call the kids <laughs> or Brayden I'll call a child's name and I'm like whoever you are just listen please yeah yeah okay yeah we'll just leave names out of it but um yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Harper was about eight weeks old and I had only made maybe two or three runs on Mojo since having her and so to go out and play with the big dogs that was that was pretty neat um and then the other one that came to mind would be again in January um, of my maternity leave, my mom and I went down to Arizona and I entered those big Faturity and Derbies down there. And um, at the Greg Olson in the first go, Mojo and I placed, which she ran a 17-4. And it was just really neat because I was running against like the people that I'm watching on Facebook and YouTube, like Ryan Padone and Ashley Schaefer. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, 
all these really great trainers that I sat and watched them do their time onlys because I'm just like in awe. And then to place in the first round against them was pretty neat. And then the second round, we fell on our face and trotted the rest of the pattern. So that sucked. But those were like some of the things. So they weren't necessarily like I would say my biggest accomplishments. But when I like I was pretty proud of those being on a horse that I had a big part in creating. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd I'd say those were the ones that stuck out the most. And that's like it's it's not always the wins that like hit the deepest. Like it's mm-hmm. it's sometimes like you've been battling with something for however long and then you finally nail it and you're like, oh okay. yeah. and it sticks out and yeah, also Absolutely eight weeks yeah well that was having harper but like let's go back to tana is like a freak of nature and wrote harper wrote oh wrote here, now i'm doing here it we go. Yeah. <laughs> she wrote how how long after harper did you go to a barrel race wasn't it like that weekend or something or baseball no. wasn't it i i played baseball the day after but <laughs> i didn't go to a brow race till are you insane <laughs> yeah well that's why i don't think i'll have another kid because it can never go as good as it went. No. <laughs> no and you know what you're you're correct in saying that you're, yeah you're right so. oh, but no i think that like it put it in perspective right like not everybody's able to do that i was very fortunate to be able yeah. to and um i did ride like right up until like eight months or something just very like lightly so that maybe helped but yeah <laughs> so I was fortunate that way well um, I felt but like you're was... totally right about like after you know an experience or something because that was the other one that I wrote down was actually Houston's run mm-hmm. I won um like a fairly little jackpot on him but that was after they had told me he would never run again yeah. and I came out just sobbing and I want to yeah. buckle that weekend and I'm like bawling my eyes out as I'm at, like, and it didn't, it had nothing to do with the buckle. It was just like, I had been told I would never run him again. And there we were. And we, so it was the very first run I made. I was so scared to make it. And then he came out on all four legs and we won yeah. the jackpot. And I was <laughs> That's a win sobbing, in itself. <laughs> so, yeah. So and you're totally right that it's not necessarily how big of the achievement or whatever. It's, you know, there's definitely definitely bigger wins if you can find them (laughs) yeah like internal personal personal wins I would call them I guess but yeah they're -hmm. they're just as important I think yeah absolutely yep um and have always been I don't know I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but just you're always so like before runs and going into things like just so level-headed and chill and I don't I don't know how we're <laughs> in the corner driving <laughs> I'm really trying to hold it together oh, oh gosh I don't know what happens yeah. but like right right before I run I feel like I feel like I don't have a saddle on it's this weird figment of my imagination and I'm like you don't have a saddle you're gonna fall off back. yeah it's it's ridiculous yeah. but how have it's, you over the years been able to stay like mentally strong going through you know like you've had a few trials and tribulations with different horses and injuries and, mm-hmm. and coming back how have you always you know stayed well 
exteriorly, if that's even a word, <laughs> on the exterior, yeah. how have you been able to stay so? Um, I, I honestly, I think running Binks for so many years, I never even had to deal with like the mental part of it. So yeah. I was again very fortunate, but I definitely have in the last few and. And I get what you're saying because I may look cool and calm on the outside, but mm-hmm. on the, specifically Mojo, who put me through the ringer, um, I would be panicking before I even went to the jackpot. You know, yeah. I would be stressing out. And uh, honestly, at, in, at the end of the day, that's why I sold that horse um Mm -hmm. as much talent as she had and as much as I really thought she was going to be my next rodeo horse um we had I just she just killed my confidence so uh getting on a different horse and and being able to enjoy it again Mm -hmm. uh, and remember that this is fun and I think a lot of that I mean I've done a lot of personal work on myself as a person like not Mm -hmm. just a barrel as a barrel racer I mean I've read the personal development books and I listen to the podcasts I've gone to therapy like I've Mm -hmm. and all of that helped me to realize that you know I barrel race and barrel race is what I do and I call myself a barrel racer but what happens inside that arena my worth is not dependent on what happens in there whereas before I think you know, that's all I, you know, if I didn't do good, then what was I good at? Well, Mm -hmm. I've come to realize, like, I'm a pretty good person, regardless if I barrel race or not. Mm -hmm. And that's really helped me, you know, because at the end of the day, we do this for fun. You know, we love the horse first, the sport second. And, you know, maybe I've, I've had a dry spell, but I'm still a funny, kind person. I'm a good friend. And none of that changes because I have, you know, a shitty day in the arena. So I think that's really the main thing for me is, is just keeping that in mind. So that at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. And at the end of the day, my worth does not change if I get around three barrels or not. (laughs) So I think it's, yeah, you, you always have to remember that it doesn't matter what happens there or what people think of you. If you're out there and you're having fun, and your horse is okay and your horse is healthy and you're there that's that's a that's a win in itself and it doesn't matter what you do it doesn't matter what you do out there it's like you said it doesn't define you at all Mm -hmm. well that's absolutely I think Um, everybody, you know, has to run their own race, stay in their own lane. Like I go and I, I love visiting and stuff, but I really just, you know, go, I want to do what's best for me and my horse. And at the end of the day, that's all I can control. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I try to focus on. Yeah. I, I, I like Celine and I were both trying tears when you were explaining that so I think that that kind of oh I cried yeah (laughs) (laughs) what that's for sure but I think like the way that you worded it was just money perfect oh well thank you yeah well it's taken a while because I I said I remember 
I tell this to other people. Like I remember going to a job interview and being there like, tell you, tell me about yourself. And I'd be, I was like, well, I barrel race. <laughs> They're like, okay. And what else? I was like, well, I rodeo, you know, I didn't know, like, I guess that's part of growing up and learning who you are and whatnot. But, you know, that was even in my 20s. Like, I just defined myself as a braille racer and I, I couldn't define myself any other way. And so then if I didn't, you know, and again, I was fortunate enough to be pretty successful. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had, I gotten my fair share of wrecks when, when I was a kid. So it wasn't like right off the hop, but you know, for a long period of time and Binksy showed me, you know, I was, so then, you know, that's kind of what you, I guess not, I wouldn't even say I based my worth on it, but like, I didn't know who I was outside of that. So definitely just doing the work as an individual, you know, and, and coming to realize like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is what I'm passionate about and you can be passionate about something and you can work hard for something. But at the end of the day, it, you know, there's also more to life too so absolutely yeah there you are just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no i can hear you laughing now i don't move (laughs) okay we're not moving okay go ahead celine can you hear me celine i heard you've struggled and then blank (laughs) okay well that's about it (laughs) okay is there I mean I I know you've gone through some through some stuff and you were saying you really lost your confidence when you had mojo is there anything in particular that you found that really like helped as far as like pre-run and like when you're at a race that really kind of was a game changer like I know you said you'd seen some some therapists and read some books and that that kind of thing but is there anything you do like let's say at a race when you go there you park like what do you do if I'm being completely honest, yeah, be honest Mojo, there was nothing that worked for me. Okay. And that again was part of it. Cause we would have a really great run and I would think I was on the right track. And then, then she would not work again. So that honestly, no, I, I, th- that was part of it. Why, again, why I sold her, because I feel like even if I found something that was wrong, my mental state was so shattered that I would never I wasn't doing her justice then it wasn't fair to her Mm -hmm. you know um the best thing I did find was like if I just stayed off like stayed off of her and didn't let my you know energy build around her but it really Mm -hmm. it was so hit and miss but I find for myself with like my personality now like I still get nervous on my other horse and other horses but I I can't like go sit by myself. I and I don't get ready too early because if I get ready too early, then the nerves build. So I almost like mm-hmm. to be which is probably bad advice, but I like to be kind of like almost a bit rushed so that I don't have time to overthink things cuz I I will I'll sit there and I'll overthink and dwell and you know, so for myself like I don't like to go hide in a corner and be quiet I sit and visit and I I you know I but yeah when it came down to actually getting over that I I don't have any great advice because I can't say that I really did like I would think I would and then honestly I didn't I was not confident so I just had to fake it till I made it 
Yeah, um, it's cause... it's good though that you can acknowledge because like in our last podcast we were kind of saying that it's a, a very weird like feeling to be able to like acknowledge okay this is not this horse is not working for me like something is not right mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do to fix it and I think that's such a hard thing for like so many people because you get so like connected and attached to these animals right that it's so hard to just like step back and take the emotion from it and be like you know what not only is it not doing me justice but it's also not doing this horse justice and there's nothing wrong with that right but yeah and that's I mean I had put hundreds and thousands of dollars into doing all the right things that I was supposed to do to find something wrong and at the end of the day, I mean, I, I did what I felt I could do for her. I mean, and I, that's what I said, even if I find something wrong, I, and we fix it, which we never did find anything that could like, I went to three or four different vets and nobody could find anything. Um, and I, I said, if I keep looking and I keep putting money into this horse, my mental state and my confidence riding her is, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get over that hump. I don't know if in the back of my mind I'll ever you you'll know, be confident be enough. Like, oh, maybe it's this. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's that. Oh, yeah. I better do this. And yeah. And that was, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, you know, I did my due diligence. I did all, and I loved her. And I know she's one of the most talented horses I will ever have rode in my lifetime. Um, and that I think your pride, right? It's like, mm-hmm. well, if I let her go, and I could have fixed this, maybe this is the horse that could have taken me to the CFR, because I truly feel like she was that talented. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I don't trust that horse, you know, if I can't send her into that first barrel and know she's going to turn, then I'm always going to be hesitant. And if you want to go win, you can't have that kind of hesitation, right? And so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just had to let put my pride aside. And I had to be honest and, you know, and she's, she's no longer here and it's sad and I, I still keep up with her and, you know, I think she's probably living a pretty easy life, but yeah, it was hard to definitely on my pride to be able to finally make that decision. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I always look back, I think it, cause I think with player, if I, if I had figured out what was like obviously in the end it wasn't something that I could have figured out but my Mm -hmm. confidence was just so shattered with him and thing like it I can't imagine having had to be like okay you know what this isn't right I I need to sell him and I still think Mm -hmm. I'm like you know what that would have been the right move like I give props to Tana or anybody that has to go through that because Mm -hmm. it's so hard to put your pride aside because you just Mm -hmm. you want to be like I'm gonna have that run and everyone that's ever said anything negative to me or any negative thing I've ever said to myself it's just Mm -hmm. gonna nothing's gonna matter but I think even then no matter what every single run you'd have there'd still be that little flicker of being like I don't know how this is gonna go Mm -hmm. yeah and there was so, and that yeah totally yeah. experienced that and you know and it was oh well just one more try one more try and then yeah. I mean the last summer I had her I came out of the arena like at a jackpot again in tears and like it takes a lot for me to get because I had just taken her and I had just won a jackpot on like the Tuesday and then I took her to a jackpot on the Saturday and I got a no time so I was like what is going on you know so you think you get like one step forward and then all of a sudden two steps back and so 
And then, I, and I mean, I did that for three years. I, I put my time in and you know, had to, again, be honest that maybe it wasn't, maybe it all it was, was me, you know, at the end of the day. And maybe she felt that and she, you know, so that was, yeah, definitely one of the hardest decisions like horse wise I've ever had to make because I had so many hopes and dreams for that, for us, Mm -hmm. for her and I, because we had such a great start, but at the end of the day, it wasn't. And the funny thing is I like sold the other five-year-old I had and the one I had Snickers was for sale first and nobody bought her. And then I took her down and then I put my other five-year-old up cause I couldn't have this many horses and he <laughs> sold pretty quickly. And then the one that was for sale first and thought I didn't, you know, she's the one in the pen and she's the one who made barrel racing fun again. So I guess the universe just works its magic and in mysterious ways, I guess. It sure does. It puts us through it, so, but it, yeah. in the end, it always yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. I'm if hoping you're, in anyway. it, you're like, why <laughs> is this happening? Yeah. 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 Well, and that's what I said. I pro I I didn't plan to sell Mojo. Um, so that's why I sold the other five year old. And if I had known I was gonna sell her, I probably would have kept him, but it is what it is, and they're they're gone, and now I have two other ones to try to build yeah mm-hmm. well you, you'll build them that's for sure you, you can definitely do that well thank you <laughs> trying <laughs> um what are some of the what are the some of the young ones that you have currently kind of um like bloodline and that sort of thing oh, i'm not good at bloodlines but um i have my four-year-old is by colin balance stud blew him away Okay. He's like a cow horse stud. He goes back to a horse that won a lot in the cow. Like his dad was won a lot in the cow horse world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, she's out of a um, all-star split, all-star special and Frenchman's guy mare. So run on the bottom cow on the top. And she has been so much fun. Cause I haven't had a like cow horse in quite a few years. And it just reminded me how fun they are. She's yeah. She's an amazing little horse. I got her with 10 rides on her and she's just made me look like so good because she's everything's easy for her and she's super confident and I she's super stake. So I don't I'll hopefully try to get to a few futurities next year. But our end game is October, the super stakes race. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have a three year old gelding. And he's actually my mom's, but I tend to end up with them. So (laughs) Brooke knows the mayor. He was out of a um, Jet of Honor daughter by a a stud. Fox Fox Cash, I think his name is, who I honestly, he's he's run on run on run. He's both should be very fast. He's very big and very fast and very dopey. And (laughs) so his... And his mom was like a freak of nature. Muffy yeah. um, was, yeah. yeah. You didn't want to run why, after yeah, her my mom. because she moved the ground. Like she was <laughs> yeah. like, it was insane. She's re- I'm excited for that one, Tan. I'm really excited yeah. to see him come along because I think he's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, he is. He's actually like totally different than I expected him. He's, he's very easy going and quiet he's like a little puppy but uh 
Yeah, that's why my mom, we were actually at CBHI at the Super Stakes sale, and she was talking to Charles McKay about that mare. Yeah. And he's like, I actually think they have a baby for sale. And my mom's like, really? And uh, she was hoping it was a mare, but they had him and Charles got their number. And right there in the stands, my mom bought him. And she's like, I think that's the cheapest horse I've ever bought. He was a <laughs> baby. Just a weanling. Yeah, it was a weanling when she got him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she, like you said, she really, really always liked that mare. We've had some Jet of Honor, you know, bloodlines in the past, and we always mm-hmm. liked them. So, yeah, she bought him, and I sent him to a guy out here to start last summer. And I've just, again, he, I had him going really nice in the winter, and then just, well, he got in a couple. He got in a wreck in a fence and he got, yeah. So we're Babies. trying to get back in the zone. <laughs> I wrote him just before talking to you guys and he was awesome. So okay. I'm excited about him too. If I could just get consistent. It's <laughs> so. hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It's it's, cons- it's hard to be consistent on your finished ones, let alone mm-hmm. trying to be consistent yeah. on your babies. Well, and I don't that's... even. Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard enough to just be consistent on on my finish horse but well that's I'm like uh I am working four to five days a week and I I like my job and but I come home and I get home about five and I said in the summer like I'm very fortunate my husband is pretty easy going because we eat you know at like 7 30 or 8 and it's you know unless he cooks it's probably grilled cheese chicken <laughs> strips hot dogs <laughs> Like we you know what? Like At least three months fed. of summer, so I yeah. have to get three horses rode, and yeah. So, but I never regret doing it. I'm always dread it. Like I'm like, oh my god, I just don't. I want to go sit on the couch, just like the gym. And yeah. even today, I was on the couch. I'm like, get your ass up, and you're gonna be gr- glad you did. And then I went out and I got all three of them rode, and I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good, and yeah. they all had good. So. If you're ever struggling, just remember it's like the gym. You never regret getting out there to do it. <laughs> I I mean, I might regret going to the gym. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, well, I was going to say, yeah. Not that I won't I go regret riding gym. my horse. Just to clarify, we don't go to the gym. <laughs> Me, no, also clarify, I don't either. But when I no. did, I never regretted going. But it, but it does it does feel good after you do it. I get I get the analogy that you're trying to say I'm just being a smart yeah. ass. That's all. You no. Know, <laughs> no, and I'm being honest. I don't go to the gym either. <laughs> I should, but again, I don't know when I would find time. I know. It's <sighs> it's hard, that's for sure. But here we are, killing it. Yeah. Trying to anyway. <laughs> day by day. Yeah, yeah, day by day. Mm-hmm. But that's, I feel like that's a good way to go about it. You just take each day as it comes. And if it goes yeah. to shit, it goes to shit. And if you kill it, then you kill it. That's a, yeah. Pat yourself on the back and move <laughs> think, on to the next day. <laughs> and I've had to learn to kind of accept that a little more. I, I feel like, I was always very hard on myself. Like I would go to sleep and stress that I didn't ride my horses, but I've, you know, I'm only riding my own. I don't ride for anybody else. So at the end of the day, you know, if they get rode great. And if I miss a few days, that's 
just they'll the be way there it is. again. They'll be there again tomorrow. Yeah, totally. And oh. I'm sure they don't care. No. They're they they're loving it. Yeah, they're happy to sit there. So yeah. Was there any other questions that you had, Celine? I mean, these ones might not be on the list that I sent to Tana, but try to think of something good. Something good. Wing it. Something good. But it's very hot in here right now. I know. So I can't really <laughs> we're, think straight at all. We're at a barrel race and it is hotter than Haiti up in this horse trailer, but we're surviving That's... because we're drinking oh quick, yeah. Quick little plug. We're drinking uh white rose ranch water, ice cold out of the fridge, and they are <sighs> refreshing as heck. <laughs> They're wonderful. I've never seen them till you guys shared them, so there you go. They're, well, they're also good. sitting in my tr- house, my house trailer, not my horse trailer. My yeah. house trailer sweating <laughs> my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I need some AC up in this. I know. It's girl. It's, it's, yeah. Girl. <laughs> Very nice good one, girl. Good one. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, well, I don't know if I... Did I forget a question? I don't know. I'm going to look at the list. Okay. We're winging it here. The kids were trying to like, we're hiding in the horse trailer. So it's like somewhat of a quiet space. My niece comes up. We're like, get out of here. The look on my face of disapproval. I think I'm going to have to apologize to her afterwards. I'm like, get out. But no words were coming out of my mouth. It was just the look. Yeah, she picked up on just it. the she eyeballs. Did. Yeah, <laughs> she knew you were serious. Sadie mm. would have just waltzed right on in. Hey guys, how's it going? She would have the the look would have just gone right over her head. What's up? <laughs> That's Harper. She's currently glued to the iPad because I'm like, don't you'll get ice cream if you don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Yeah. Um. You were a part of the writing of that book last, what was that last? Oh, uh, that, a couple years ago? One, I think, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, I was, correct? Correct. Um, <laughs> was that, you obviously got out of your comfort zone quite a, a bit for that. Has, yeah. Have you read it? Oh, yes. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Tana has always been like, so good with her words and like that's exactly where I was going. writing yeah. I don't know how because I mm. I am not <laughs> I write a sentence and I'm like what yeah <laughs> what does that even say that's not English was that mm. it was that something that somebody approached you about were, like when you first thought about doing that were you like no I'm not doing this like how did that come about I'm always just so curious uh somebody had shared something on Instagram and basically they said like if you are a horse person and you think you have a st- excuse me a story that would like resonate or how horses helped you please apply here and basically one day at work I was feeling brave and I sent it in and it was definitely out of my comfort zone like I do like writing um, I feel like I'm better at writing than talking. <laughs> so, uh, so po- <laughs> the podcast might not have been a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, I wrote, but it was like when I finally put it all like 
I don't say pen to paper, but typing to Word document. Um, yeah. <laughs> technology nowadays. Yeah, technology. I I definitely panicked a little. Uh, I like especially after I sent it into the editor. I I was kind of in too deep by that time, but I was very worried. Of course, what you know, how that was going, what I was saying was going to affect other people in my life. But mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, they uh it they were fine with it you know I I let them read it first and and most of the people my dad still don't I don't still don't think my dad's read it but um everybody else was fine with it so mm-hmm. yeah I definitely had though like that what's that imposter syndrome like throughout That's the real. whole thing that is oh. that is a real thing that yeah. I think everyone struggles with for yeah. sure yeah so or you know and you the thing was you only had you could only write certain amount of words too so then it was trying to find like do it all justice but also yeah so I yeah, think it was you- it was an interesting experience I, I'm glad I did it but I feel like I will I could have if I would have had more free reign it maybe would have been different but yeah oh I think you could have <laughs> I think you could have filled all the of whole the pages book. in yeah. that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah, it was definitely it was a good experience, but definitely out of my comfort zone. I like to write, but I, I don't usually like people to read everything that I write. I journal and stuff. Yeah. Well and it's hard when you put yourself out there like that. You're like, oh my gosh. That's like when we did our when we did the first podcast two weeks ago, we we're like Okay, we're not going to listen to it. We're not going to edit it. We are literally doing this thing and posting it. And then after we posted it, we're sitting there and we're like, oh my gosh, I feel like we've just posted a newt to the internet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is- I was like exactly my yeah, words. That's exactly what Celine said. <laughs> like, I just feel so insecure right now, but like, let's just do it. And it's- I'm so vulnerable. Yeah. What have I done? <laughs> it's but to get out of your comfort zone and I think you know once you do it you're, you you kind of you can relax but when you right before you're like oh no oh no I can't do this I'm I'm gonna start pacing <laughs> this isn't the oh. thing no 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 absolutely and that's and I mean I know it's cliche but they say nothing good happens in your comfort zone so that's it's a, honestly I'm, so true it is like all the personal development books I've read and all the things. So, um, yeah, they all say the same thing and it is like, it's scary, whether it be public speaking, barrel racing, podcasting, writing, whatever you, you know, you have to, you know, and put yourself out there. And of course you leave the door open to criticism yeah and that actually happened with that book I went on Amazon and read the review and I'm like no not doing it (laughs) you know because there was good ones but there was one who was like this lady she's like this is just a I don't know what chapter she was talking about but you know of course you think it's yours (laughs) she was like this is just throwing drama around and blah blah and I'm like she's talking about me I'm not (laughs) I know it it's me right away but I I say that like in braille racing too you know when I give lessons or I've done clinics I say you think everybody is watching you but at the end of the day 
nobody really cares what you're doing (laughs) you know you know and that's a hard thing to get over yeah some people will have something to say of course those aren't going to be your people they shouldn't be you know the people you're hanging out with but other people just have nothing better to do and honestly you know it they might have negatives but at the end of the day again those aren't your people so yeah I mean it's scary and I'm like that's awesome I've always wanted to do a podcast I think it's so cool you guys are doing it right so I'm I'm super excited about it and we have uh like I'm I I don't think that we could have picked a better person to do our first guest with because I feel like it's for me anyways it's super comfortable Mm -hmm. I'm you know I can just I'm talking to my friend that's how I feel but we have some guests coming up that I think are gonna make me feel a little uncomfortable in a good way I'm just nervous but I need to do my homework yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I like I said in our first podcast to me last year and been like oh you should do a podcast I've been like get bent like that yeah not happening yeah no that is (laughs) not not doing a podcast that is not up my alley and I kind of reached to go to Celine and was like let's do it and she's like yeah on the fence and then it was just like okay there, no, there was no fence yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a wall yeah, no yeah. and then we kind of just dove in with like head first and it's kind of it's gone pretty well thus far I think anyways and from some of the people that we've talked to that have listened to the first one you know that's a huge thing too when you're struggling with you know your confidence and putting yourself out there hearing people be like wow like that was you know it, it wasn't awkward it was funny you guys just sounded mm-hmm. like you were having a good time and it was it was good and we were like yeah. was it like are you thing? <laughs> like right that's exactly yeah it's like and now you guys will just get more comfortable and it'll be great I'm sure yeah I think so I hope so I was ready to back out tonight yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not loading uh what what do you want to do here and I'm like listen we're going to get it to work sit your ass down do you want to just have a phone call with Montana and I'll just wait outside yeah (laughs) throwing him the towel five minutes in (laughs) (laughs) yeah hadn't even gotten started yet and she's like nah, I this is a sign uh, it's, it's not working and I'm like it's fine well speaking of signs no I was for sure procrastinating like oh I mean I think we've procrastinated I don't want to say procrastinated we've procrastinated a little bit okay well <laughs> last weekend last weekend we were supposed to do the second episode and Celine we God. were at a barrel race I had and, laryngitis for sure yeah we stayed at Jack and Celine's <laughs> house and we woke up in the morning and I go in the house and Celine sounded like a pterodactyl. Like she couldn't even <laughs> speak. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to postpone this to next week and hopefully you have your voice back. I'm like, thank you, universe. Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad your voice is back. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. You no. might be God. Some people, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Oh. Well, I am so thankful that you know you took the opportunity and came on the podcast with us because that's a big thing too is like reaching out to people you don't know what their response is going to be so 
I'm I'm happy that it went well and I think that we've had a fun conversation and I learned stuff. I cried. I laughed. (laughs) All the emotions. All all the emotions and that's a great podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well good. I'm I'm glad it went good and it was good talking to you guys. I feel like I talked to you more today, Brooke, than I have in like the last I don't know, <laughs> ten years. Well, we'll just do we'll just do podcast episodes every every couple yeah. months and annual. <laughs> we'll check yeah. in. It's cute. Annual podcast check-ins with Tana. That that's how we'll, we'll do it. Good. Oh, it's good timing because somebody just marched in here in my high heels. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on mom life. Right yeah, there. there you go. And okay, well, thank Brooke. you so much for joining us, Tana. We yeah, love thank you. you Tana. Thank you. Yeah, good talking to you guys. Good luck if you're running tomorrow. We are. Yeah. Okay. Have (laughs) have fun. Okay. Thanks, Hannah. Bye. Bye. Good job. Good job. Oh, I thought I left. Bye.